Happy Friday, Mavericks. Yes, I actually know what day of the week it is today. And the only reason I know is because it's Friday and we have Trevor Gavin, who is the co-founder of CareGrove, which we're going to learn is really starting to revolutionize how we process payments, but also maybe even how we begin to interact with our family members and how we can work together to pay for long-term care services. So stay with us while we learn more from Trevor and Caregrove. And as always, I want to give a big thank you to our sponsors, Assured Partners, who is one of the leaders in long-term care insurance, helping navigate through the, the ever tricky roads, which right now is extremely important during COVID. Heartland Pharmacy, which is an amazing long-term care pharmacy, keeping our long-term care facilities and their residents up to date with all of their medications. And Fading Memories, which is a podcast hosted by Jennifer Fink, who talks about the challenges, the opportunities for those living with Alzheimer's. And finally, Routinify. Routinify is revolutionizing how we are able to connect and engage with our loved ones at home. So check out more of our sponsors and what they can do. And as always, our show this time is sponsored by Serenity Engage, which is an incredible application that enables families to be HIPAA compliant and communicate with facilities and their loved ones. And that is enough talking by me, so I'm going to turn it over to our chief inspiration maverick, Catherine Wells. <laughs> Thanks, Francis. I'm super inspired today. It, it's a gorgeous day here in Denver. We get to talk to Trevor Gavin from Caregrove and talk about some really cool things, which we love to talk about all the innovation and senior care, and this is one of them. Uh, so those of you who are listening, please post your comments. We'd love to hear them. We want you to ask questions, tell us where you're listening from, um, tell, ask Trevor what his favorite color is, whatever you want. Just uh, make sure that you get your questions answered and, and be part of the conversation. We would love that. So Trevor, thank you for joining us. Where are you joining us from? Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I've been a fan of the podcast and, uh, and Facebook Live from afar, so it's, um, it's really exciting to actually be here with you guys. Um, I am in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, very top left corner of Idaho, just outside of Spokane, Washington, and uh, it's finally uh, nice here as well. So I was able to get out on a very socially distant walk nice. and, uh, and get a little bit of sun and no snow. So that's been tremendous. Very cool. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> I love it. Um, awesome. And so tell us really briefly, how are things there? Uh, yeah, we are fortunate in, in Northern Idaho to be relatively, have a relatively low impact. I think we have around 60 or so confirmed cases in, in our county. And so we've been fortunate enough to, to be pretty low on, on the statistics of, of COVID and, and, and we're very grateful for that. And I know that's not the case for a lot of people that I talk to around the country. So we feel fortunate for that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit, Trevor, about who you are, what you do in long-term care and how you yeah. came to work in long-term care. Yeah, so I, I've been in payment technology for uh, almost 10 years now. 
and the last company that I was at, um, that our whole company was at, was in the nonprofit space. So we uh, did payment processing for nonprofit organizations, schools, universities, churches, and things like that. And um, we had a really successful company there. We were able to serve a lot of people and make a real meaningful difference. And then towards um, about four, about five years ago, my co-founder and our CEO uh, had one of his uh, family members moving into a long-term care community. And um, they hated uh, the payment experience and they wanted to be able to put their payment on a credit card and have it set up on a recurring and be able to get points to be able to go to Tahiti. And that was, you know, that was what they were after. And so they approached us, they approached Jackson. And I think the quote was, you're the credit card guy. Uh, you need to fix this problem for us. No pressure. No, no pressure whatsoever. Yeah, uh, just revolutionize the whole payment experience and long-term care for us, and uh, and have that done by Saturday if 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 could, if could be. So uh, he we approached the the community that they were staying at and asked them if they would be willing to pilot our software, and we made some tweaks to it and made it uh, really feasible for their community and rolled it out, and they had they had good success with it. It really helped. Um, People were going to Hawaii left and right, which was tremendous. And um, and so we uh, were fortunate enough to, that company was acquired. And then we came back and, and started looking at long-term care as a whole and, and saw how uh, needed uh, both on the resident and on the administrative side this was. So for the last four plus years now, we've just been dedicated to this industry, uh, learning everything we can about it and its pain points and how to uh, how to improve the experience. So that's that's what I do on a daily basis uh, when I'm not um, spending as much time with our our son Bear and daughter Allie and and my wife Julie here in Coeur d'Alene. And your son's name is really Bear. Uh, yeah. That, so his full name is Jameson Bear Gavin, um, cool. but he gets called Bear ninety nine percent of the time because. Uh, he has he has he has lived up to the name in, in states. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's so neat. That's really yeah. Wonderful. I love it. Uh, kind of before we dive a little deeper, are you seeing more curiosity around what CareGrove is and how it can be used given what's going on with COVID? Yeah. So uh, to be really candid, I think for the last couple of years, we've been a nice to have, a should have, and a want to have. Okay. Uh, communities here that residents want to be able to pay, their family members want to be able to pay with a card or have options in paying. When COVID hit, uh, we saw the biggest spike in interest in our company that we've ever seen. And that has to do a lot with contactless payments, which we see all the time. I literally saw a commercial from Chick-fil-A a few days ago that was um, talking about contactless payments to be able to buy Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen in China, banknotes in South Korea being literally being burned uh, for fear of pathogens being on them and that mm -hmm. contaminating other people. Mm -hmm. So there's been a massive push there. And then with lockdowns, with staff not being able to go to their community to be able to help the AR process, physically deposit checks, uh, family members not being able to go into the community, but still wanting to be able to have different payment options. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen it, you know, and, and we say it, we live in an ethical tension because this isn't the time where we want to really grow at the misfortune of what's going on in our country. And yet at the same point, we, we have a solution that is actually is helping. So we've, we've transitioned in some ways to, uh, to that nice to have, should have 
uh, to a critical must-have in the last you know 60 days. And I appreciate what you said about not wanting to grow in this time, but what I hear about what you're doing though is you're just you're helping bring long-term care almost to the mainstream. Pro- like the mm-hmm. idea that we haven't come up with a solution. What what do we always say? We're about 10, 15 years behind in long-term care yeah. technology. So yeah. I think what is helping all of us is kind of take a pause and go, hey, this isn't as scary as we think it could be bringing tech into aging services. Do we yeah. have to do things differently and massage it? Absolutely. But right. I think we need to break that fear because so many people I've talked to is, oh, I can't figure that out. It's it's too expensive or it's too yeah. time consuming or or people won't like it type thing. So I applaud right. what you're doing and I think it's more it's gonna have leaps and bounds benefits for us years down the road because you're pushing mm-hmm. the industry forward. You're enabling us to get more creative, which I believe right now because of COVID is showing our lack of creativity in how yeah. we build things, how we've structured how we staff things and we need a lot of creativity like what you're doing moving forward yeah absolutely yeah thank you for that and that's that's been the case and we've had to take a look at our offering and and make changes too in response of COVID. Mm-hmm. you know senior living communities are having to make changes across the country on security preparation on everything and mm-hmm. as a as a vendor we've had to do the same so how do we roll out something really quickly without a lot of IT resources because nobody has IT resource time. Nobody can market anything. Nobody can do a company-wide training. Right. So how do we you know, pivot for our company to make sure we can get a solution out quickly without training and that's gonna save money and increase revenue during this time? So that's been a, it's been a huge change for us. And I think that'll be the case for vendors in our, in our industry as well, that we're gonna have to really rethink how we serve communities uh, during and post uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I agree, I, I agree. And, and I know Catherine is always about technology and pushing things forward. Mm-hmm. And creating efficiency. And I, I would say there there are several of us vendors in the boat of that ethical tension that you described. Yeah. And, and to that, I also would like to just say that thank goodness we had the thoughts and the foresight before this hit to be ready to serve during this time. And I really look Mm -hmm. at it as the ability to serve the community right now and create a little bit of peace of mind for family members, um, make it easier in any possible way right now. Yeah, that's right. And I think we all have kind of, we're figuring our part to play. Like we do payment processing and and I don't think on the outset, you might think that, you know, some might think that that's the way to be able to tangibly make a difference for a community, but we have a part to play in that. So we're trying to figure out how do we help uh, alleviate pain, alleviate time, alleviate costs, things like that, that I think all of us are trying to really figure out how to, how to do more effectively right now. Yeah, yeah and I can uh, resonate with the comment that it's very difficult to deal with the payment systems as a family member in long-term mm-hmm. care. There are literally no options other than to write a check mm-hmm. or um, event or ACH. Um, but if you want to put it on a credit card and earn some points, there there should be options for that that are not so costly. And especially now during COVID, if you want to keep some cash right. in the bank and put some things on credit cards. So um, yeah. we'll talk about that, but but in alignment with that, I had a phone call from someone that I worked with 10 years ago that I haven't mm. heard from since then. 
out of the blue the other day. And Trevor, you and I chatted about this earlier this week, who has 10 siblings and the parents won't let all of the siblings contribute financially, but they'll let some of them. And of those some, not all of them can contribute the same dollar amount. Mm-hmm. How does CareGrove help with that? It's a, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something we see right now around the country coming up more because, uh, you know, all of us to a certain degree have an economic hardship with everything that's going on. And so families are trying to figure out how do we keep cash flow? How do we keep control? And also how do we ensure that bills are are being paid and, and senior living being a critical to be able to keep payments going for both the operator and for the family. So with our software, we turned around a brand new product that we call CareGrove Now, and it can be up and running for a community within 24 hours. There's wow. no cost to get it up and running, no rollout costs or anything like that. And it allows for, gives the ability for unlimited family members to be able and, and payers to be able to contribute to a payment. So if one can pay a hundred, the other one can pay a thousand or however it can, or however it needs to be um, broken up, our software allows that so they can handle that. And then for the, for the community that streamlines that process and keeps funds coming in and being deposited and, uh, and streamlines that entire process. That sounds like it's a big efficiency win for the, the community as well as for the family to just be able to fit in and be done and know that they did the best that they could in their contribution or, you know, whatever. Um, It just blows me away that there haven't been options like this. So I'm really excited to see it. And I think families will very, very much appreciate this. Trevor, is family, are they only, how can they pay it through that care grove? Is it credit card? You know, is it like e-check? What are the payment options for families? Yep. Yeah. Great question. So they can pay with their credit card and that's all major credit cards, Visa, Discover, MasterCard, American Express. They can pay with their debit card um, or they can pay with their ACH. And and some of them are creative enough to put $1,000 on their credit card and $2,000 coming out from their bank. So they can split it up between different payment types if they want uh, part of it to go on a credit card, part of it to go come out from their bank. So there's options within the options. That's really cool. Can I ask, how does the facility see it? Does the facility have to worry about what they're using or is it just, you know, the facility knows I got a whatever, $4,000 payment from resident A. Yeah. How does it work for the facility? Yeah, great question. So we've put together a whole back end of administration capabilities and reports and things like that. So an administrator, say 10 people make a payment uh, on a Monday. At the end of that day, the administrator will see all of those 10 payments come through. They know exactly how much money came in that day. And then that will be physically deposited into their account two days later. So that takes away all the deposit if they need to do manual deposit, deposits, manual reconciliation. Uh, all of that is completely removed. It just seamlessly comes in through the software. You can um, export a report if need be on any of that uh, into your into your accounting software, and then it streamlines the whole process right into their bank account. It seems pretty uh, pretty efficient, given right now you have a lot of people in many of the res- facilities wearing different hats. You know, they're trying to. Mm-hmm. You know, it might have been part of the collection or the payment processing, but now they're helping do activities or this and that because we can't bring as many people into the residences anymore so yeah that's really really cool what you know you hear a lot about this about you know you know ar collecting maybe going after bad debt how does this help 
you know, with, with the efficiency of collecting and freeing up some of that, you know, cash flow. Yeah, absolutely. So what we've seen in other industries, uh, healthcare more broadly, and what we're starting to see in our industry is a bad, bad debt reduction of about 10 to 15%. Wow. Uh, and that's, that's conservative. Okay. Um, and the reason, the couple reasons for that is if you can, if someone is on a credit, uses their credit card and sets it up on a recurring basis, um, they're far more likely to make the payment and for it to come in on time and, and for more of it. Um, like we were talking, like if it's not set up on recurring for me, um, you can pretty much forget about it. Uh, it's probably not getting paid uh, for a and while. I, and I agree with that too. I need, I need that recurring payment option. I mean, I hate to say it, it just, it, it, it just, I'll check it at the end of the month, but it just makes it me feel better not having to worry about, oh yeah, I got to go online and make that payment. Yep, absolutely. And then, so the second is, is options is uh, mm. consumers want to be able to have options to be able to make their payments, whether again, it's part on their AC, part ACH, part credit card, part debit, part check, whatever the case may be. So when you give people options, they're far more likely to make their payment, to make the payment come in, see the payment come in on time, which for a community is reducing days, late fees, having to think about collections, all of that. So there's, we've seen anywhere from a 10 to 10 to 15% uh, reduction in bad debt for communities across the board. Wow. That's a big number. That's, that's interesting. And as, the, it, as Oh, sorry, the, go ahead. As the financial power of attorney for my parents, I know there were a couple times that um, we were moving things around on bank accounts. So I had to physically mm. write checks. I couldn't just do the ACH. Uh, okay. uh, or we were working through the social security uh, issue, which power of attorney right. doesn't account for. So you have to go to the bank or you have to go to mm. social security and sign up for being a designated payee, which is a whole different process. And you have uh, to do that. Yeah. So in the meantime, there can be a time period when you're shuffling funds around and Absolutely. you don't want it on ACH. So it would be amazing yeah. to have other options for that. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And then for the community, you know, most communities run on tight margins, tight overhead. Yeah. And so to be able to see a reduction in bad debt is critical. And, you know, especially right now with everything that's going on with COVID and, and related costs and things like that. So that's, it's a critical component that we're seeing right now. And I actually think one of the most unique things that you said is options. I feel like right now in America, mm. people want options, whether they use it or not, they just yep. want to know they're not stuck in one way of doing something, right? Uh, yeah. Look at, I mean, look at now with like, you know, even just being a lot of the stay at home orders, you've got, you know, Hulu and all those, you know, all those other mm. gaming platforms that it's like, in you know, Netflix, whatever, that you have options of what you're going to watch and how you're going to watch it. I feel yeah. that that to me is really intriguing of, even if you don't want to use it as a credit card, just knowing you have that option just might make people feel, okay, I get it now. That's right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and and uh, we talked earlier about the, uh, the, the payment process that's in place today. Most of the time, mm -hmm. if you're going to do a credit card, they charge you the full credit card processing fee, which yeah. I understand, totally understand that. But I think you guys have some options for that, too. We do, yeah. So because we're exclusively focused in senior living, that we don't. There are no other industries that we serve. All of our software is tailored for this industry. We were actually really fortunate to be able to partner directly with Visa 
to create a senior living program. And so we interviewed, um, we interviewed residents and their family members. And we asked what are the barriers to, uh, for credit card acceptance to allow options. And number one barrier from every community is the, is the credit card fee. Uh, for a community to try to absorb a three to six percent credit card fee um, is it's untenable, and and most communities, if not all of them, also don't want to pass that on in a form of a rate increase uh, across the board. And so, what we did, we partnered with Visa to be able to create a handful of new rules around credit card acceptance. Oh, cool! And a couple of the rules, yeah, it was it was it was amazing to to work on with them. And not very often do you get to say we worked with Visa on something. Right. Uh, so that alone is, is kind of remarkable. Yeah. Uh, but what we were able to do uh, is to get some of the rules changed around convenience fees. And so now the community has three options is number one, they can pay the, the fee if they want. And we see this in the case of move in and move out uh, situations where they'll say, uh, we'll absorb the fee for a move-in uh, resident who wants to move in and get their put their credit card on file and have the payment come in right now. Or if there's uh, someone behind for whatever reason, unfortunately they get behind on their payment and they'll say, hey, we'll, the community will absorb the fee in that scenario to help the resident get back on track with payments and, and things like that and not, uh, not have a barrier there. Uh, the other is they can pass the entire fee to the cardholder. So again, when we're talking choice, uh, the, the community can say, if you want to use this, there's a convenience fee associated with it. You will be able to get all your airline miles and your points and your cash back and things like that. But if you want to use it, there is a convenience fee. Uh, and then the third option is they can actually split it up between the community and the cardholder if they want. So if they want to pass a portion onto the cardholder and then the community says we will absorb a portion of it because we're seeing bad debt go down because our, our time is more efficient without having to do manual entry and have to worry about touching checks and things like that. It's, it's worth it to us. So a uh, bunch of different options for communities there, which has been, which has been a resounding success, thankfully. That's really cool. That, that's really, really cool. We've got a comment here from Rach Rochelle. Uh, she wants to know what HCAs, I think she means ACH. Um, I, so that is a, what is it? Automatic clearinghouse, correct for uh, check deposits or, or e-checks, basically. Yep, that's right. Yeah, ACH, automatic clearinghouse, EFT, electronic funds transfer. Um, so yeah, both uh, both can be used interchangeably. And it is a great question because yeah, we are we did use some acronym lingo here, so that's yeah. a good question, Rochelle. So yeah. thank you for asking that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Rochelle. So. Um, Trevor, we are coming up on time here. What action would you like our listeners to take after hearing this? Yeah, so with uh, with CareGrove now, we have taken away, we're, we're, we're trying to do our part in COVID-19 to help serve and make a meaningful difference. So uh, CareGrove now, there's no cost to set up, there's no cost to roll out, there's no monthly fee, it's only the per transaction fee. Um, and so we would love to be able to walk any community through a very quick demo. We know time is critically precious right now. So a quick demo and then to be able to show um, how fast we can get it up and running for them so that they they have options. Um, and you said 24 hours, to, it, can be, it can be right, is that what you said I think earlier on in our conversation? Yep. Right? Yeah, I don't want to put your words in your mouth. So if it's No, that, that was huge for us. Yeah, 24 okay. hour turnaround, absolutely. That's incredible. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. I, yeah. I hope that people are listening. And if not right now, I hope that um, that they reach out to you because I think this is really valuable for family members and the benefit, the bottom line benefit to the community sounds like it can be very, very compelling. And I'm all about efficiency. Yeah. It sounds yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. Efficient. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we always ask, who in your life do you consider to be a maverick? Yeah, so uh, we work um, with uh, Discovery Senior Living and their uh, main AR person, his name is Florent Nestor, and they approached us during COVID and he his goal was to get payments up and running uh, for all of their communities as fast as possible. And so he led the charge. He got We got payments up and running. We got it out to communities, but he has been one of the operators who saw what was going on willing to take the action and do everything necessary and get it up and running to be able to provide options for family and so i love seeing operators especially like him who they get it they know this isn't just a trivial thing or an add-on but this is a necessity for their residents and they're willing to put in the quick hard turnaround work to get it done and so he's uh, he's just been absolutely tremendous in the industry that's great. So he sounds like a trailblazer, a forward thinker, an innovator. That's awesome. Really yeah. Really. Yeah, he is. So big shout out to Florent. That's mm -hmm. good for you. Good for you. We yeah. need people like that. Um, tell yeah. us you're creating hope for the way we age. Yeah. So I, I think for, for us, we as a company are changing the narrative from we're a vendor who wants to give a good deal or can make a transaction happen to we want to be a partner that uh, it comes alongside of you to navigate through uh, hardship. And so we've had calls that uh, haven't led to sales, but they've led to meaningful conversations for uh, communities who are overwhelmed personally with what's going on. And so for us, we see right now as the opportunity to use technology and our human relationships and uh, being in this together to create hope that we can help a bit right now and it's gonna help in the future as well. And so um, even with something as small as a payment processing company, we can hope to be able to uh, provide hope for residents and families and for the community through what we're doing. So, and I hope the same for all of our vendor relationships with communities that, that we see a paradigm shift here and a big emphasis of we're, we're partners in this together, serving um, serving seniors, which is at the end of the day, we're, we're serving people first. That's why we got into this business. Yeah, I think, well said, yeah. yeah, we echo that, um, that that's a really important statement, paradigm shift. So last question, standing yeah. here from today, what do you hope we have all learned that we carry forward? Yeah, I hope that um, we all appreciate how um, much we need each other. Uh, that I hope uh, silos, I know you guys talk a lot about this. I hope silos will come down uh, from this between communities, between tech companies, whatever the case may be. I think um, uh, we just, I hope we realize that we, we just, we need each other for not just, you know, the next pandemic or the next whatever, but to be able to improve the lives, especially for our industry, to improve the lives of our seniors, which is what we're after. So I hope next year that at a conference and calls and meetings that there is a, a new cohesiveness and kind of band of brothers type of thing that exists 
And, uh, and I think that would be tremendous for our industry. And I think seniors would be served all the more better if that was what we continue to go after. That's so well said. I love it. I yeah. love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We're really, really inspired by what you're doing. And uh, thank you for coming on and sharing it with our audience. And for those of you who are listening either now or on playback, Here's how you can get a hold of Trevor on the screen here. Please definitely reach out if you have any interest. If you have questions for Trevor, feel free to reach out to him or post them in our Facebook and, uh, account here and we'll make sure that we get answers for you. Thanks for joining us today, Trevor. We appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, thank you guys. And thank you guys so much for what you're doing for our industry. Yeah, thanks, I said, for really pushing the envelope on how we need to start moving I'd say uh, long-term care and aging services into the 21st century when it comes to yeah. uh, efficient practices and things like that. I really, uh, um, really appreciate it because that's what we talk about is it's time to, to push, you know, to, to listen and, and try new things. And I think this is an awesome avenue and venture that you're on. So I, I truly applaud it and think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and seeing it now. We're seeing yeah. it. We have more mm -hmm. and more people who are doing this. So it's really wonderful to see. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. The way. Yep. Thank you guys so much for all you're doing. I appreciate the time a ton. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your uh, Friday. It is Friday. Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you.